Alright. Hey everybody. It's your pal Chris Nays here on another episode of On the Road with Thorhammer. Uh, we are in the midst of a short holiday break with the band. But uh, I thought I would throw an episode together with uh, some stuff we have going on. Or stuff I have going on. And also, uh, I had some stuff that I left off of previous episodes that I would like to throw on here. So, uh, as of right now, it is the 1st of January. Uh, 2016. So I guess I'll say, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you guys had a good, uh, New Year's Eve bash last night. Uh, some guy just waved to me outside of a bar on the side of the road. Uh, anyway. Guess I'll, uh, start out, well... I am uh, currently driving to go see Quentin Tarantino's new movie, The Hateful Eight. I know close to nothing about it besides that it's in uh, 70mm, which is an old school style of film like they did the westerns in. And uh, most of it takes place in one room. And something about being snowed in. Uh, and I'm sure it will be in typical Tarantino fashion. Where it will be uh, especially violent at some points. And there is certainly nothing wrong with that. As long as it uh, fits the story. And usually Tarantino does it well. So I'm excited. Uh Speak of movies, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the Star Wars episode. I know it was kind of way off a of format for this podcast, but I think once in a while I'm just going to kind of do that when I feel like it's appropriate and when we have some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, last night I really enjoyed revisiting that show, that recording with uh, Jimmy and Carrie and Lindsay, they all thought it was hilarious, and uh, I hope you guys did too, Uh, we had a good time recording that, Uh, a couple things I left off of an old episode, uh, a couple back, in Lawrence, I had a couple interesting tidbits of things that that happened to me during the show, Uh, when I... When I was buying a drink or two up at the at the bar, the uh, bartender lady was of uh, Asian descent. So I don't know why I did this. It just sort of happened naturally. But I definitely bowed to her <laughs> after uh, I bought those said drinks. So. Uh, little uh, uncomfortable after I did it. I don't think that she was offended in any way, but like, 
it was, I definitely felt weird about it, um, <laughs> I don't know, this is a weird little tidbit that happened, um, I'm gonna try not to do that to Asians, because of how weird it made me feel, I don't know what that says about me, but anyway, uh, also, at the Lawrence gig, as soon as we finished our set, and I don't, I don't think I can hear it on the recording that I did, but at the end of the set, I yelled out, thank you, Kansas City, or Kansas City, or something to that effect. Uh, we were not in Kansas City. We were in Lawrence. So that was wrong. <laughs> uh, sort of a spinal tap moment, I guess. Um, so... This is some weird... So I, when your adrenaline is going and you're just super happy with what's happening and the show went well, I guess sometimes you just, you're just open your mouth and say things that you don't mean to say or I, don't, I have no idea. The fact is I just said it and it was kind of dumb. And <laughs> I, you know, the... The touring thing is such a whirlwind that your mind is all over the place all the time. And you just try to stay as focused as possible, but it's pretty near impossible. Uh, basically, being on tour is uh, all about uncomfortableness. Whether it's being physically uncomfortable in the car on the way, or uh, lugging your stuff around or sleeping uh, places that you would not normally sleep, like on a floor. Uh, uncomfortableness is the word of that entire experience. So you just kind of roll with it, you know. Um, let's see. I had some other things written down here. Uh, worst road story. I, I was kind of thinking I wanted to do that with Kyle later. But I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, preface the worst road story by saying it was Thorhammer's first, well, since I joined the band, uh, Parks and I joined the band, it was Thorhammer's first road gig. It was in Kansas City, and it was at a uh, makeshift biker bar in an industrial area of the town, and it was completely unorganized, and I really, I'll just tease that story. I think it would be better if one or two of the other guys that were with me during that experience helped me tell that story, so I'll just leave that off there. Uh, let's see, I wrote down a quote from, uh, from after the Guar show, I heard on a podcast that Vince McMahon once said to Stone Cold, uh, you never want your talent to know how much they are worth, and I think that is related to how the management for Guar 
may or may not have uh, told them to pull back our sound and our lights before the touring bands went on or before Guar went on because they wanted to look a little better. Uh, like I've said before, that may just be paranoia, but that definitely does happen with certain bands. So, uh, I think that the Vince McMahon quote is true. I, you know, as a business guy, first of all, you want to have control over things that you're trying to organize and you want your talent to still feel like they're striving for more than they have or more than they uh, are worthy of having. So if, 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 the, if all the bands on the bill think there's a fucking cat's pajamas and they should be getting all the credit for how well the show did, then they're not, they're, they're, they stand a chance of just mailing it in and not playing the best show that they possibly could. So, uh, you know, Vince McMahon, he's talking about his wrestling talent, you know, he wants his wrestlers to be paid less. He, he's kind of known as the uh, guy that runs his wrestlers into the ground. They work like six days a week and shit. So, uh, I just thought that was an interesting quote and it's sort of related to our situation in that manner. Uh, I found a couple of cool, uh, reviews of our, of Guar and there was one they did on Skeleton Witch 2, I think, uh, two years ago. National Rock Review. Uh, look up that, look up that page and just scroll down to where you see the Thorhammer shows, the Guar show in Sauge, and the Skeleton Witch in St. Louis at Firebird. And they, they, they always have some, uh, cool, interesting and uh, flattering words to say about our sets. I, I really appreciate those guys coming out and supporting and also, you know, getting together photos and all that stuff. Riverfront Times and uh, Cross Examinations, Daniel Hill are doing some amazing work as well. Uh, it's always a pleasure to play shows with Dan, but I really respect his, uh, how he's opened up as a as a writer, as a reporter for Riverfront Times. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let's see. I recently got Rush, uh, their live album R40 for Christmas from Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay, if you ever listen to this. Uh, it's a Blu-ray and three CD set that is a career uh, retrospective. Uh, they did this really cool thing with their live show where they like start with a huge stage setup and then regress backwards to where it looks like they're playing in a high school gym and their amps are sitting on chairs, which is kind of funny, but 
Those guys are always known for being jokesters. Uh, but anyway, it's kind of cool because the stagehands start taking away their amps. So their setup gradually gets lesser, less and less over the course of the show. And I just thought it was a really cool way to approach and it sort of relates to like a play or something like that. Like they, they, they saw the live show as more than just them playing the music, you know. Which is cool, I, you know, I, I totally respect any band that puts more thought into it than just playing the show and that's it. Uh, sound quality on the CD is amazing, on the Blu-ray is even better, especially with the surround sound setup, definitely get that guys, you need to get that. If you're a fan of good music, you need to buy that thing. Uh, freaking amazing. I was happy that I didn't even have to buy it. Uh, what else? Oh, I got a, uh, for Christmas, I also picked up a, uh, external hard drive, and I recently just moved all of the Thorhammer live shows, all of the Thorhammer, um, audio of all forms, uh, all of the photos, everything is all backed up now, and I think my computer is going to work a little bit faster because of it, so I'm happy about that. Uh, it was actually recommended to me by uh, Podcast Overlord Tim. Thank you, Podcast Overlord Tim. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's like, it's only about three inches by four inches, really slim, uh, pretty heavy duty. I think if I dropped it, it wouldn't break at all. But, uh, I did get a case for it regardless. But, uh, I am happy that I finally have all that stuff set aside. And it's going to help with some new projects that we have going. And, um, guys, I have just arrived to Ronnie's movie theater where I saw many amazing movies throughout my childhood. They used to have a fucking awesome arcade here too that is now gone, but it's okay. I don't need to play video games as much as I used to, but damn it, they had like amazing pinball and all the best old school arcade games that you could ever think of. I miss it a lot. I miss arcades in general. Um, if any of you guys know where some cool ones are, please pass along that information because we need to make a sweet road trip out to one of those places. I don't have any idea where there would even be one now besides it, besides the shitty ones at like movie theaters or Chuck E. Cheese, which I do not belong there, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, a guy, a, that reminds me of a Zach Galifianakis thing where he, he says something like, uh, they always look at me weird when I try to get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and he's like this burly dude with a big beard and he's kind of fat. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this week's episode up. I know it was short, but, uh, Sometimes it's better that way when we don't have a lot of content to throw towards you. 
Uh, I am going to throw a live song on here from uh, one of the recent shows. And uh, it's about time we got back to work at the Jam Space. And that is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, Not tomorrow when you're listening to this, but the tomorrow of the past. That is today's tomorrow. Alright guys. We're going to edit on the fly here. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have ruled out the possibility that I might want to talk about Hateful Eight after I saw it. So, uh, here we are. We're back on the podcast. We're making it a little bit longer. Uh, bear with me. Okay, so, really this movie centers around eight people but uh, Tarantino does the thing he normally does which is kind of uh, mess around with the timeline of the story or the uh, screenplay or however you want to refer to it basically the order of events he uh, takes control of what the audience gets to see first how the story unfolds And I think in this one, he definitely chose very wisely in that. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, You know, Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, Tim Roth, Bruce Stern, Michael Madsen, They're all so damn good in this movie. Walton Goggins, who is not uh, a name that most people know, but he played a cop in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and he's been in a couple other things. If you saw his face, you'd know exactly who it was. But, uh, God damn it. Everybody in this movie plays their part perfectly. Um, of course... dialogue and script is super on point and uh, I I've always enjoyed Tarantino movies and I'm so glad that his fans know not to run their mouth about it beforehand even the people that the people that like Tarantino I think appreciate movies as art and that's definitely what they are Samuel Jackson can deliver lines better than I mean better than almost anyone Kurt Russell he's been in so many fucking great movies over the years but I I saw it I saw the Hate Boy uh, 70 millimeter road show which is kind of cool because they opened the movie. Well, you know what? I don't really want to. I don't. If if people would maybe think those are spoilers, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. So look into it yourself. Uh, expect a Tarantino movie that you will love because I really think that you will. 
sorry for faking you out earlier. But uh, now we really are going to start the thing. Uh, I just want to close in saying this has been an amazing couple of weeks. Uh, we've dealt with the flood here a little bit, and that's all you hear about. But God damn it. It's been a great movie season. Been a great season for art. I'm ready to get back into uh, playing some drums tomorrow. And uh, onwards and upwards. Uh, Tim, roll the fucking thing. Now. And that song has gone far.